Hey, all you nerds out there, are you looking for more wrestling content or podcasts? Then go on over to Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And check out NXT and We with PJ and Brett. These fellow nerds review every single NXT episode and also have their very own wrestling interview series, among other fun stuff. So, go check out NXT and We today with PJ and Brett. Also, A-Rock Designs. I want to take a minute to give a quick shout-out to A-Rock Designs. That is spelled A-R-O-C-K-K Designs. A-Rock Designs is ran by Ashley Rodriguez. She makes all those cool wrestling cups you see floating around. So, if you want to get your hands on any custom merchandise, hit up Ashley Rodriguez at A-Rock Designs. If you can think it, she can make it. Last but not least, do you love wrestling and do you want to talk more about wrestling? Then head on over to Wrestling Review Society on Facebook. WRS is ran by my good friend Kevin Rodriguez. Kevin interviews your fave pro wrestlers every week and has the most amazing free, that's right, free giveaway. All you have to do is join Wrestling Review Society on Facebook and you could be the next big winner. This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash Design by Dunbar. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 41 of What's Up Wrestler, a podcast by nerds of wrestling. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio, and my guest at this very time is the Ace of Space, LSG. The Ace of Space, LSG, and you're listening to the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. Bro, what is going on, man? How are you today? What's going on, dude? Ah, you know... Uh, life is good, life is good. I mean, despite everything that's going on, I'm trying to make the most of it. Jersey yeah, productive. yeah. Uh, how is it up in your neck of the woods? You're you're in Jersey, right? Yeah, I'm in Jersey. Um, you know, it was getting a little bit better, and I think people are getting a little too comfortable, though. Yeah, and I'm I'm worried it's going to go backwards. <laughs> I'm hearing it's going backwards, but um, so I'm, I'm kind of just staying away from that. <laughs> I'm just doing my workouts in the garage, trying to keep my distance from everyone. Yeah, I wish I could do the same. On um, you know, where I'm back at work. I've been back at work for the past two months, and. Yeah, things things are getting better, man. Work is crazy, you know. Uh, I work with kids, so it's a constant, like, you know, on my feet. And I got to wear my mask every day and working eight hours wearing that mask, man. It's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough, especially with kids. <laughs> it I, is. I mean, are, are kids wearing a mask, too? No, they don't got to wear masks. Oh, okay, that's good. They, they don't have to, I don't but... Know, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how you would manage that. I don't know, um, I, I work at like a preschool kind of center, but like right now yeah. it's summer, so I'm working with the older kids, and, uh, okay. but I know they gotta wear the mask when they go back to school, so good luck to them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't see it happening. No, I don't see it either. Uh, so what, ha- what else have you been up to, man, like during this whole crazy time? Well, man, I've just been, um, I don't know, I guess trying to just heal up, you know, as every wrestler knows, like you're gonna have a lot of bumps and bruises, a lot of uh, injuries, like, small and, and, and big injuries. And like I've been going real hard for like, the last three years straight. And I never like to take breaks, but it's kind of like a blessing in disguise because I was like, you know what? Let me just go with the flow. Let's just 
chill out for a few months. I thought it was going to be only a few months. Yeah, same. <laughs> just let my body recover and try to get in better shape and, and you know, just try to catch up and, and be ready to go when things start up again. Yeah. So I've just kind of resting, you know, a lot, of, a lot of rest, a lot of working out, trying to eat right. I've been doing the complete opposite. I've been doing pretty good for like the past month, you know, going on runs every day, uh, trying to eat right, but it's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll admit, there's a lot of, I had a lot of fat days. So I just go crazy. But the other day, I had probably the most unhealthy day of my life. Like, diet wise, it was crazy. That's okay, though, crazy. man. It's okay. Crazy. I had I had McDonald's breakfast, then I had Popeyes for lunch, <laughs> and, then I had, and then I had Wawa for dinner, and then I had some Tostitos and queso dessert. I just went crazy. It's all good, man. Like you guys need your cheat day sometimes. Though. It's yeah. all good. You deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah, I try to tell myself that. <laughs> um, you know, before this whole quarantine started, man. Well, um, you know, it looked like it looked like your wrestling career was taking off. Um, what kind of? Who were you wrestling? Where were you wrestling? Well, yeah, I mean, things were, things were definitely taking off. Um, I was a free agent, actually, because I didn't, I did not resign with Ring of Honor at the beginning of the year. I mean, I was still working with them, you know, just not under contract. But I had a lot of cool opportunities coming up. Uh, you know, one of them for sure was getting more singles action, because everyone knows that, you know, Coast to Coast broke up in December. And this is going to be an opportunity for me to kind of show off what I can do as a singles competitor against, you know, some of the top guys in the company. You know, we got guys like... Bandito and Ray Horace and uh, Flip Gordon, you know, a lot of really, really good junior heavyweight guys that I would have had awesome matches with. And I mean, I hope it happens eventually. We don't, I don't know what's going on right now. Um, but that that was on the horizon. I had a, a, some cool matchups with uh, Matt Seidel coming up. Um, Lee Moriarty was really, really good. And um, yeah, it's just, I had a bunch of stuff lined up and unfortunately it didn't work out. And I had a trip to Alaska. That, that canceled too. Yeah, that that was for um, that's a WrestlePro, right? Yeah, WrestlePro. Well, luckily, we rescheduled and we're going back next month. Nice. Now you wrestled up in Alaska before. Yes, twice. Well, that's I pretty cool. Last April and last December. What was that experience like for you? Man, it was wild. Like that's a place I never thought I'd ever visit my entire life. <laughs> but because of wrestling, I had that opportunity and ended up being like one of the coolest trips and, and now it's like besides you know I love Nashville besides Nashville Alaska's like my favorite trip now nice what are some yeah. other big you know states countries you know places that you wrestled in that aren't like in your top five gotta be uh, Germany I mean that was a, that was a that was more than just a visit that was a two month stay but that was number one for sure wow um Mexico, I went to Mexico just for a, a day, just for a day. Oh, jeez. Tijuana to wrestle, which is really cool. Um, I always like going to Florida to wrestle because my family gets to see me, which is really special to me. And um, yeah, Nashville, Nashville's up there. That's four. Let's see, what's the fifth one? Hmm. What's the fifth one? Texas is cool. That's another place I didn't think I'd ever go to. But I got to wrestle in Texas, in, uh, San Antonio, and Houston. Nice. You got to wrestle in a lot of places, man. You know, all because of wrestling. That must be, that must feel pretty cool. Yeah, I think I'm up to like 27 states now. Wow. So, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm really fortunate. I, I'm only, I'm not even 10 years into my career. Now. I got 27 states, so I think I'm on a good pace to hit 50. I, I really, really want to hit 50. Oh, hell yeah. You're so young, bro. You got this. <laughs> 
how did how did wrestling you know start? What 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 made you start training? Well, I mean, a lot like a lot of guys in my generation of wrestling, like we all did backyard wrestling and stuff. And, of course, you know, we we just all had fun and just did crazy stuff in the backyard. But then there was you know a handful of kids that actually wanted to take it seriously. And one of my good friends, uh, Tough Tim Hughes, he ended up joining a school. And I was like, you know what? If um if, if Tim can join, if he can do it, I can do it too. I kind of followed his lead, and you know, he's younger than me too. But he took that leap of faith, and you know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it too. Why not? And I got to I got to go with him to a few classes, and um, unfortunately, that school, that, you know, he was going to close down, so I didn't get to keep going there. That was actually the East Academy. That was um where Jay Lethal and AJ Lee are from. Okay. But that closed down, and then him and I would just just bounce around different schools all over New Jersey. We didn't really have a home. We were nomads, you know, every every week we were checking out a different school, whether it's CCW down in Philly or uh, BWO in Elmwood Park, uh, different places in South Jersey. We kind of just bounced around. We didn't have a, we didn't have a home. Uh, but that's kind of like how it started. Everyone has a weird journey. Some people just never been in a ring before and they just join a school and that's it. Yeah. But, Mine was I did back at wrestling. I had a little experience in the ring. I, I knew how it felt. I knew I knew the basics. Yeah. And then I ended up just hopping school to school to school until I got to the monster factory. No, well, I know that's pretty cool. Like a lot of people who I talk to, they say, "Oh, I trained here for X amount of months, and I wasn't yeah. allowed to take bookings." Um, right. So you were you were able to like you know kind of. Um, you know, train here, train there, and take whatever kind of bookings um, wherever they want to put you. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird because, like, looking back at it, uh, I probably didn't really know what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't have I didn't have a, an actual coach. You know, since I was jumping around from school to school, I would just take different bookings, and you know, I wasn't really getting a coach to approve where I was going. And I was just just wrestling all over the place. And then it wasn't until I got the, to the monster factory that I kind of, I took a step back and I was like, you know what? There's a lot I don't know yet. There's a lot of things I need to fix. I'm, I'm, I'm getting bad habits by just doing these random shows. Let me take a step back and let me, you know, learn from the coaches here. Because there's a really awesome group of coaches when I first started. It was you know, Danny, uh, Luis Martinez, who's Damian Priest down at NXT, um, the Blue Meanie, um, Sky Joe Gibson, and uh, UT Marshall. So it was like a really awesome group of coaches to learn from. And I, I just focused really just on doing monster practices until I felt like I was better. And then I started, you know, taking other bookings later. That must have felt kind of good. I mean, Monster Factory is uh, is is really good. You know, I always want to go up there. Um, it must. What yeah. was the training like up there? I mean, they treat wrestling like it's going to be your career. So <laughs> the way I equate it is like... That's awesome. I equate it to something like, you, you know, you're going to college and you're doing an internship. So you're learning all the skills that you need to make a career, to make money, to actually do something in the business. Whereas other schools are just, you go in and you're just doing moves and just goofing off. You know, in fact, we have a good time and everything, but the goal is to get people signed or to get people in a position where they can make money. So we're doing everything from conditioning to promo work, to psychology, to, uh, you know, tape study. You know, we do everything, simulated shows. We would do, like, little mini shows, just uh, just matches, matches on the fly. We always had great seminars. We had awesome people come in to do, do, do classes. We've had guys like Rikishi, Les Thatcher, Rip Rogers, 
um, MVP. Wow. Like, the, the list goes on and on. We've had so many guys come to the school to help us out. So it's kind of like... Get that out of the yeah, that's awesome. So it's kind of like a, a Tough Enough and Performance Center mixed into one. Yeah, man. Yeah. I've been, I'm telling you, I've been to a lot of schools. They have they have it together. You know, they have it way better than most. That's so awesome. Really, really lucky. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you said it before, but before you found the Monster Factory and, you know, stayed there, did you take any bookings? Like, have you wrestled in any shows before that? Yeah, you know, before I before I stepped foot in the, fo- in the Monster Factory, I had almost 100 matches already. Holy shit, so wow. Must, yeah, I must have had, like, somewhere between 80 to 100 matches. I, I can't remember. But I did wrestle a lot. I was, um, I had enough experience that I was able to take bookings, so, um, and, and there were enough people that were bad for me, so I was taking bookings uh, all over the place. I had wrestled in Ohio, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut. I was wrestling for Beyond, actually, back before Beyond blew up. But that's like that was my main place that I wrestled at. So I, I had a good amount of matches before I even stepped into the factory. That's awesome. What was your first yeah. match, man? What 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 was going through your mind in your first ever match? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, I have one unofficial first match, and then I have an official first match. So I'll tell both. Okay. The uh, unofficial first match was with uh, Beyond Wrestling. It was my first weekend ever doing the show, and it was like. Um, Beyond used to do these closed off studio taping. So you're all, like, it's almost like the way things are now, wrestling in front of the wrestlers. And they, they came up with the concept, believe it or not. <laughs> but um, it was out in Ohio, and it was like a six way match, I think. And it was like six up and coming guys who were all hungry, trying to impress everyone because you had guys like Necro Butcher and M Dog Matt Cross and Chris Dickinson and all kinds of guys watching. And we wanted to just go crazy. Like, we, we just killed ourselves and did some crazy, crazy stuff that I wish I didn't do. I'm pretty sure I got a concussion that first match. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that was my first, like, unofficial match. And then you fast forward, like, five months, and I had my first real, like, official match. It was actually in my high school in front of a huge crowd, like, sold-out crowd, with friends, family, old teachers watching. Uh, and that, that, was, uh, that was an awesome match probably one of the worst of my career <laughs> <laughs> the worst of your career well, who'd you wrestle <laughs> I wrestled Tough Tim Hughes and, and Eric Corvus who was actually the first guy to train me in a three way match we just uh, yeah we stuck up the back it, really <laughs> it, it, it happens we got, got to the back and Eugene was on the show Dick Dinsmore and he just like crapped all over it which uh, I'm, you know Deservedly so. We, it was awful. I think every wrestler, <laughs> <laughs> every wrestler has that one match where they're like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It was, just, it was a shit show. Let's not. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit, but I don't want to talk about it too much." Yeah, that's one match. I'm glad there's no footage of. <laughs> uh, yeah, you never know, man. Maybe someone will pop it up on Facebook someday. Oh, but I have a good. I found. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> nah, I doubt it. Um, what year was it in? 2012. Oh, hey, hey, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so after that match, you know, you know, you say you wrestled for Beyond and that, that other show. What are some other matches, marquee matches that, before the Monster Factory, that you want to talk about? Well, a lot of it was with a, a local promotion. Um, there was one, it's called NWS, and anyone who's from Jersey knows about it. It was like the uh, New Jersey's regional promotion. They ran all over the state. And I got to just wrestle a bunch of different guys, uh, a lot of, mostly guys like my age, you know, friends of mine, 
which is cool. And I got to actually tag with my brother because my brother was, was wrestling for a little bit. So that's probably the most memorable part of my pre-Monster Factory career, getting to tag with my brother, actually winning championship gold. We won tag titles in our company. Um, so that was really, really cool. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty cool that you guys are wrestling with your brother. Kind of surreal. Were you and your brother big wrestling fans growing up? Oh yeah, totally, man, totally. Mm. We were, we were doing like matches in our in our room when I was twelve <laughs> and he was seven. So wow. we were, we've been wrestling. We've been wrestling since we were little kids. Just, you know, it started with the action figures, and we actually started beating each other up. Then we went outside into the trampoline. <laughs> then we got. Then we wrestled in a ring. Then we trained together, and so we we took it from like little kids to all the way to being adults and actually wrestling and getting to actually tag in our high school. That, tag that's so cool. That's that's pretty. That's a pretty cool story right there. You know, growing up, who were your favorite wrestlers? Well, before I found the indie wrestling and you know ROH and TNA and stuff, I was a big. Uh, the, you know, I love The Rock and I love Chris Jericho. And I, I did when I did watch WCW, I was a big, I was big into Sting. And then you fast forward a little bit, and I then I, I discovered ROH and TNA and stuff, and I loved like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, and from Ring of Honor, I was a huge Nigel McGuinness fan. Okay, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Love Nigel. When you discovered independent wrestling, did you like it more than WWE? Like, you know, other other promotions? Yeah, at the time, you know, I I don't know. I guess I was, you know, I was a teenager and I was getting a little, like, I don't know if I was getting bored with WWE, but I guess it just, to me, it just wasn't cool for a little, you know, a little while. Yeah, of course. And when I got a taste of TNA and ROH, it was more, I guess, targeted for my age and older, you know, like older adults and people who are really, really serious about the art of wrestling. It kind of, like... Uh, um, kind of stuck with me. I really, really like their style. I love the underground feel to it and how, you know, how physical it was. And it wasn't, you know, there's funny stuff here and there, but it's way more serious. Yeah. And I, I totally, I love that. And, you know, the first, the first indie show I ever went to was Bring of Honor Final Battle 2005. And the main event was Kenta versus Loki. Nice. Like, you have to imagine what kind of match that is. Holy so, shit. Me being like, being like 15 years old and seeing that and I was blown away I was like this is so much cooler than anything I'm watching on TV that's amazing <laughs> so that's when I got hooked and I was like that's it I'm a I want to be a wrestler I want to I want to wrestle for Ring of Honor one day and then from there like I probably went to every Ring of Honor show in the area uh, at Jersey All Pro uh, for the next like three to four years my brother and my cousin you'd all go and get in the van go to every show that we could get to that's all. you discovered in um like all these other promotions a lot early, earlier than I did, man. I was about eleven when I started watching wrestling WWE, of course, and I never knew yeah. anything about any other promotion. I was like, wait, there's more. Yeah, well, that's yeah. I was the same way, really. I only knew about WWF when I was a kid. I I knew about WCW too, but I I just um I guess I wasn't into wrestling enough to like be clicking back and forth. Yeah. When I got to like fifth or sixth grade, that's when I really got into it. You know, I, I saw WrestleMania 17 and I was like, oh, whoa, that wrestling's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next couple of years, I just, I only watched WWE. That's all I knew. I didn't know, I didn't even know what independent wrestling was. And that Ring of Honor show, I actually went to by accident because I wanted to go to Raw. I didn't have enough money to go to Raw. It was too expensive. And on Ticketmaster, there just happened to be some of those things called Ring of Honor 
in, in uh, Edison, New Jersey, where I'm from. So I was like, all right, nice. yeah, try that out. <laughs> it, was like, it was like 10 minutes, it was 10 minutes from my house. And I was like, you know what? Tickets are 20 bucks. It's like, I'll just go to that. So I actually went with my mom and my little brother. Because <laughs> she was like, oh, I'll, I'll go with you guys. I want to go. Yeah. So she went, and we just all, and we were like, our minds are blown. Like, holy crap. Like, what is indie wrestling? This is insane. <laughs> Who are some other wrestlers that, other than those two and the wrestlers that you saw at that show you discovered? Oh, man. Dude, everybody was in that show. Um, everyone from, like, Milano Collection AT to Jimmy Rave to, uh, I think, Cesaro. So, Claudio Castagnoli was on it. Matt Seidel. Um, Irish Airborne. Um, OVE. Uh, man, Cole Cabana, probably. Homicide. I think, like, everybody's on it. Holy Rave. shit. Like, this, everybody you could think of from that era of Ring of Honor was there. I think, like, the only guy that, I don't think Daniel Bryan was there. But everybody else, I'm pretty sure Samoa Joe was there. Like everybody. Like Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens was there? I don't know if he was there yet. That might have been right before he joined. Before him and Generico joined. But, that um, is I so think, cool. I think I missed CM Punk by like a month. I think he had just left. Oh, shit. Damn. That, that's a, but, that's awesome. That's yeah. an awesome show, dude. Like That's insane. Yeah, man. It was crazy. You know, talking about wrestling, you know, when you went to the shows, I can only imagine how much tickets are going to be once WWE and AEW start, you know, their shows back up. Not only those two, but, like, all the promotions. I Yeah, I got a feeling that they're going to hike up the prices. <laughs> they got to catch up. <laughs> they got to catch up a little the bit. The thing is, people are, people are starving for us, and I think they'll pay right now. Yeah, so here's a quick story before, you know, we talk more about your career. I uh, I spent $500, bro, on SummerSlam weekend, you know, for all four shows. And nice. I went on StubHub. They ain't giving me my money back. And I'm pissed. I got to call StubHub. Wait, yeah, they're like, oh, and they're like, oh no, don't worry. We're going to give you a 120% off coupon for future events. And, I'm like, and I got this yesterday on my birthday. I was like, what the? Oh, hell no. I want my money back. Yeah, get that money back, man. Keep fighting it. I was like, if I'm, you have to, put, you better just do that with your bank. <laughs> no, I seriously, like, I spent five hundred bucks on those four shows, and I was gonna that's go. One thing, uh, that's one thing I don't like when promotions cancel a show, and they, they just try to offer you uh, credit for another show instead of just giving you a refund. Yeah, I was like, no, it's just like, give, me, give me the like money. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even a refund for any WWE show. It's like a re. It's like a coupon for any tickets I want to use. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> want my money back. Yeah, no. that drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I got a call. I didn't call today, but I'll probably call sometime next week and everything. But I got a call quick. Uh, have you been keeping up with, you know, WWE or any promotion right now going on? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of keep my eye out for everything. You know, um, I try to watch the highlights. I, I've been definitely watching NXT the most. NXT is my favorite, I think, right now. So I'm always watching that, especially since, like, I get to watch guys that I've, you know, been around in the business and just seeing them on TV is kind of like a, it's inspirational yeah, oh yeah same goes you know with AEW like I've been in the ring with like I feel like half the roster so <laughs> it's cool to watch these guys on, on primetime television and just like it kind of um, it kind of motivates me you know so I like I love watching them on Wednesday nights it's like, uh, just to me that's the best night of wrestling of the week and even I mean Impact's picking up yeah Impact dude they're they're, they're doing Impact. really good I was gonna say Impact is like Skyrocketing yeah. right now. It's a lot of buzz right now. It's like you know, everyone likes to 
joke and push to put them down and try to say that TNA's dead and all that. But like, you know what, man? They they survived. They've been around for a long time. <laughs> I know. I think they've been around longer than WCW. Yeah. So they've they've done it. You know, they've done it. You gotta give them credit. I'm one of those people that kind of talk down about Impact. I'm like, yo, like this. Find a fucking channel already and stick with it. But I know yeah. it's hard. You know, it's, you know. Yeah, I, I, but I would never bash. You know, the promotion. You know, they're they're doing really good. They picked up a lot of great guys. You know, Heath Slater. Uh, you know, um, Gallows and Anderson are on Impact now. So they're. they're I, I was a huge TNA fan. Like you can ask anybody. I'm. You gotta see my wrestling collection. I got so many TNA DVDs. <laughs> My brother and I loved TNA. He's got all the action figures. We went to every every house show, every pay per view that we could. I've been to like Lockdown and Mount Oregon and everything, all that stuff. So I was a huge TNA fan. Like, part of me, like one day, would love to just get a match there. And who knows what'll happen? I'm a free agent. <laughs> but there's part of me that's like, that's a goal of mine, just wrestling impact once. I'm pretty sure it'll happen one, you know, one way or the other. Yeah. Who who are some wrestlers in Impact that you looked up to? I know you said like Samoa Joe. AJ Styles, you know, like the big yeah. names, like any smaller guys that you looked up to? Um, I really liked Sanjay Dutt, Monty Brown, Abyss back in the day. Um, AMW was awesome. Uh, even, and, like, even uh, when James Storm broke away from AMW and went to Beer Money, that was awesome stuff. And I really liked the TNA was, was, like, big on bringing in international talent. You do, like, the World X Cup and stuff, so, like, that stuff always always intrigued me. I, I love the um, the way they would partner up with different promotions and, and just bring guys from the most wrestling guys. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say the same thing. I you know I love that how promotions do bring in these other wrestlers because you know we we don't want to just see the same guys. We want to you know put in our horizon, man. Because like you said and like everyone said, there's so much wrestling out there and there's all these guys who are hungry for a spot. So even if it's just for like a quick three four minute match you know they they got their experience and we discovered someone new yep and all that when you went to your first impact tna show what was that like dude it was wild so actually my <laughs> my first ever tna show was actually in orlando once to tv taping so i was like 16 and i was down in orlando my sister had a softball tournament so we went down as a family uh, that was with my brother and my cousin, and we like begged, we like insisted, like we have to go to Universal Studios. <laughs> there's a there's a TNA Impact taping today, like we have to go. We and then I, I forced my mom, and my sister, and they took us. And my mom took us. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell my sister was not happy about it. But my mom was whatever; she enjoyed it. But yeah, we we forced them to take us, so we went, and it was so cool. We got to see, you know, Jeff Jarrett and. Monty Brown, Samoa Joe, Sanjay, all the, all, everybody. Everybody could think of from that time period, from like 2005. Like, we got to see them, 2005, 2006. Wow. And that was so, in Universal, so that must have been like a pretty big, pretty big crowd up there. Oh, yeah, packed. Packed. They had to turn people away. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. You, and holy shit, man. You've been to more shows than I can ever, ever count because I've never been to an Impact <laughs> show. And unfortunately, I never been to ROH. But one day, man, you never know. One day I will go. <laughs> one day, things get back to normal. <laughs> Who knows gotta make it happen. Be. Yeah, gotta make it happen. Exactly. So, I want to know a little more about Monster Factory, man. One. Yeah. You know, after Monster Factory, you know, you were done training. What was your first match like? You know, what was just your whole career of Monster Factory? I'm trying. I don't. 
I don't specifically remember what my first Monster Factory match was. Um, but I, you know, I really can't remember. Um, but I had, dude, I had so many matches in Monster Factory. I, I really <laughs> must have had like, I really must have had like 200 matches at Monster Factory. Something like that. Something ridiculous like that. Uh, but I've wrestled, every, you know, every student that's come through there. Um, I kind of, uh, I kind of like to, to say that I'm not the gatekeeper of, of the factory, but <laughs> I'm, like the guy that, I'm like the guy that you, if you want to test one of your students out to see how they're doing, or if they could get them through a match, like, they'll put them with me. And I take pride in that, because, like, I feel like, um, I've always been a, a good leader, especially in the ring. Yeah. So, you know, I know Danny's given me, like, a lot of guys at the first matches, or some of their, you know, some of not maybe not not the first, but one of their first matches, just to to see how guys can prove themselves. So that's something that has been really cool to be a part of. That's kind of like that's also like a big on a big responsibility too. Yeah, it, it is. It is. You know, you want to... I, I remember my first match. I know how nervous I was. And I know um, you, a lot of people walk out and they get sick before they get out there. Like, the last thing you want to do is wrestle somebody who's not going to bring you up and, and take care of you. So I always knew going into this, and, uh, you know, as we as I became more experienced and became more of a veteran in, in the locker room, I wanted to make sure that everyone I got to bring with felt comfortable, felt taken care of, felt confident in themselves. So that we could put on the best match possible. And look at you now, man. Like you said, you're like the gatekeeper there. That's pretty cool. And, you know, <laughs> like you said, that that does feel pretty good for for you to be in that in those kind of shoes. Definitely. Definitely. I'm but, proud of you. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. You know, after Monster Factory, you got trained. You know, you got to wrestle in all these places. Was it because of Monster Factory? Yeah, I mean, Monster Factory got me connected to a lot of cool people. And without the Monster Factory, I would have never been to Ring of Honor, never traveled the world country. Because um, Danny invited Kevin Kelly to come to the factory to do a camp, like a, a promo seminar. And Kevin came in, you know, we did our promos with him. We did like an improv skits. It was a really, really good time, you know. Super educational. It was a great experience for everybody. And he got to see me. He got to see uh, Damian Priest. He got to see Shaheem Ali. He met Ian Rikabani. He got to see all of us at the Monster Factory. And he told us all, like, you guys should go try out something modern. You guys are ready. Go check it out. Holy shit. It's worth it. It's worth it. Go try out. So, you know, I didn't think I was good enough at the time, but Danny pushed me. You know, he was like, Look, don't even pay tuition this month. Go take the money. Go pay for your tryout. Um, go do this. You, you got it. You got it. He's, you know, he had my back. And then from there, I went to I went to ROH, did the tryout. You know, I learned a lot. I ended up doing a few more tryouts. I started training at the ROH Dojo with Delirious. And, like, that's that's how it got started. And then I started working for Ring Holy shit. That must have been... <laughs> must have been pretty nerve-wracking for you. Like, to like, holy shit, this is real. Yeah, man, because that, that school in Bristol, the original school, that's the same place that you had Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, Austin Aries, CM Punk, all teaching people. Like, this, that ring had so much history in it. And just being there, being invited to train there was, like, such a huge privilege. No, I'm so grateful that I got that experience. Holy shit, you said Bristol was out. Bristol, Connecticut, right? 
Bristol, PA, Pennsylvania. Ah, so it's right outside of New Jersey. So, uh, yeah, it's the other Bristol. Yeah, the other Bristol. And, uh, <laughs> the other Bristol, okay. My bad, nerds. <laughs> Baltimore now, but um, that school is still there. That's now the Worldwide Dojo under Cheeseburger and Sumo Sakai. Mm-hmm. So I, I still go there from time to time. It's, it got rebranded, but you know I still have all these cool memories of training there areas back in the day and doing all those really really cool tryouts. With, like some of the best wrestlers in the world. That is so cool. Anybody, like anybody who's anybody, has passed through that school at some point to do a tryout or just to train. Like. It's it's crazy if you, if you look back at the group pictures from the tryouts and you see the guys that are there. There's guys all over TV that are that went to those tryouts. When you went to that school for the first time and you you know you saw all those pictures and everything, what you know what was yeah. going through your mind? Like, were you like, am I ready for this? Like, do like is this oh, is I this gonna? So, I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. And the thing is, I think my first time training there was in the middle of August. Oh, so and like the AC was working. Oh, god damn it! I had never, I had never been that blown up or like <laughs> sick to my stomach ever. And we're doing drills, and I'm like in the ring with Rhett Titus, who's like a monster athlete and like a cardio machine, and we're just going all out. And there's no AC, no ventilation. I'm just like I, I couldn't believe it to pass out. And that's like the, that's what I remember from the first week there. Just wanted to die. <laughs> And, you know, fast forward a little bit, and you got and you got signed to ROH, right? Yeah, yeah, I did the top prospect tournament, and then that led to getting a contract. That is so cool. What were some big highlight moments when you were up in ROH? Well, I, I mean, most of my time there has been in a tag team, so I had to say it's just working with all the great tag teams that uh, have passed through the ring of so. Shaheem and I have been super fortunate. We got to wrestle guys like War Machine, um, SCU, um, Morrison Machine Guns, the Briscoes, the Kingdom. Jeez, uh, anybody can think about Tim Porter Boys. We're now um, Punky 3K in New Japan. Yep. We've got, I got to wrestle uh, Gato and Yano from, from New Japan. From, you know, it was just anybody you could think of, like, we got to wrestle them there. And so it's just unreal. That's very cool. You know, like also like a great experience for you. Now, when you oh, and the young bucks too. Like, oh, the young bucks. oh shit! You missed the bucks. See, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Probably like three or four times. So that just like where where was I gonna do that anywhere else? <laughs> I gotta ask, <laughs> how many times yeah. did you guys get super kicked in that match? Oh, God, like maybe six times. <laughs> Oh, I love it, love it. Too many, too many to count. Too many to count. I love, I love the Bucks. You know, Bucks are great guys. No, great time wrestling, guys. Um, when you first got to wrestle out of the country, how was that opportunity brought to you? Well, my first time wrestling out of the country was actually in Canada. Oh, okay. um, I was wrestling for a company. It's funny you can get into this later if you want. <laughs> I was wrestling for a company called Interspecies Wrestling. Think like, think like Chikara, but like for adults. Kind <laughs> of like, it's like a rated R version of Chikara. But oh, shit. It's such a good time. It was based out of Connecticut, actually. Out of Danbury. Oh, okay. So, I was wrestling there, and um, they were at, they would run in Montreal as well. Montreal and Connecticut. Those were the two places that they would run. Uh, and they, were, they happened to be running a show in Canada, and I think they needed someone uh, with a passport to go, someone that could drive with a license and a passport. And I, I was the first one to jump up and raise my hand. <laughs> I, I, got, I have, I have one. I can do it. 
And that was it. I, I went up there, drove with a couple guys, and that opened up a whole like world for me up there. So and I, it turned into me wrestling up there consistently for like a couple of years. I was wrestling in Canada all the time. Wow. That Jesus. was just an awesome experience. I, I mostly wrestled for C4. That's uh, Capital City Championship Combat. And that's um, up in Ottawa. And some of like the best guys have wrestled. That's that's so cool. I mean, I I would love to go to a different show out in you know, another country. But you know, like I said, it's who knows if that's gonna happen? Yeah, and those fans up there, like, man, they're so they're so awesome. <laughs> just, just super appreciative, so nice. You know, you finish your match, they're trying to buy you food and a drink, and like, it's just a whole different world. I'd be like, sure, you know, give me a hot dog, give me some soda, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever had any like crazy stories with you know fans at all? No, I mean yeah, but in a good way. You know? <laughs> I don't want to say crazy, but yeah, you know, just super passionate. I had like fans do some really cool stuff for me, like give me birthday gifts, and I had this one fan, Matt. He, everyone knows him. If you, if you have been to Canada, everyone everyone knows him, and he makes like these. Um, clay sculptures of all the wrestlers so I have like, this really awesome clay sculpture of myself that he made wow that he gifted me when I was there yeah sure. like that's one of my prized possessions <laughs> that's awesome how many times did you get to wrestle up there um for C4 probably like uh, I don't know probably about 10 times then wrestled for ISW a couple a few times so yeah it was good that's all. Now, we could be here for hours if we talk about each promotion you wrestle for. You wrestle for so many. You know, one promotion I do really want to know about how the opportunity was brought to you was, is WrestlePro in Alaska. You know, yes. that that is so cool. I mean, I mean, I know Alaska is Alaska, but it's Alaska. That's so awesome. How was that opportunity brought to you? Well, I train at WrestlePro New Jersey, and it just happened to be that we... Just, we're randomly running shows in Alaska. Like, it's a New Jersey promotion that's running this. So, um, the guy who, who's out from the company, Kevin Matthews, I think he went out there for vacation and he fell in love with it, made some connections, got the, you know, he figured, why not? Let's run a show. No one else is running wrestling. And he, and we all went out. And that was, that's how it happened. And now we kind of have a lockdown on the territory. You know, Alaska's starving for wrestling and now they look too. WrestlePro as like their avenue for wrestling and I'm hoping we get to go you know two to three times a year maybe more we'll see because it's been really successful so far that's so cool man that that in Alaska man like big big wrestling fans up there oh huge huge and the thing is they don't get any wrestling so they're super they're rabid and hungry and they make so much noise and they have a great time like they're just really grateful that we're there uh, and there's a lot of military personnel up there too they get super bored. They've got nothing going on up there. So us being up there is like... It's like a WWE show. It's a great time for them. Yeah. Gotcha. And like last time I was there, um, I was part of the first ever ladder match in Alaska history. Wow. So we got to give them a crazy show. And I think it's something they'll never forget. You rest in a ladder match. Oh, man. Oh, God. I, I love ladder matches, man. But I feel bad for the wrestlers in the ladder matches. Uh, were you nervous at all <laughs> yeah. in that ladder match? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> was that you said that was the first one, or was that their first one? Um, it was their. It was Alaska's first ever ladder match. It was my maybe like third or fourth. Oh, okay, that's pretty. That's awesome, and you know, thank God, no, no accidents, man. Be careful, cause holy shit, ladder matches are nuts. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to get hurt in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that'll suck. That'll suck. Uh, you know, I know, you know, if you don't want me talking, you know, I know your girlfriend, Gabby, Gabby Ortiz, has been taking some bookings, you know, out there. You know, that that must be pretty cool. Um, Have you been taking any bookings as well? Um, well, me personally, have I been taking bookings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm still taking some. I've got a, I've got a few coming up, which are really cool. I'm excited for. I'm glad that Russell Pro's figured out a way to run shows right now and, and Synergy Wrestling as well. You know, everyone's been worried about the pandemic and and um, all the social distancing and all the the protocols that need to be put in place. But we figured it out. We're going to be running some outdoor shows. I've got one uh, August 22nd and uh, and sorry in Union, New Jersey. That's for Russell Pro. I'm wrestling for the Cap. Championship. That's with the Creator Pro in New York. So it's a, I'm in a four way. And then I think a week later, I'm at Synergy, Synergy Wrestling. Um, I guess Matt McIntosh, that'll be fun. And then I think September, we're back with Russell Pro again outside. I wrestle Cheeseburger. So there's like stuff going on. You know, we're just, we're making it happen. We're yeah. Making it happen. We're just, you know, be safe about it. And uh, hopefully everyone gets tested before they wrestle and, and after they wrestle. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to be super careful about it. Yeah, you got it. We're productive. We're still trying to, be, you know, be productive here. Yeah, honestly, I think at this point, it's like, okay, if we could have shows and we could do, you know, X, Y, and Z, let's do it. Because, I mean, I haven't been to a wrestling show since March. And that is the longest I've been, you know, without a wrestling show. Maybe like a week or a month, maybe. But th- this is just too much now. I need to go to another show. Yeah, man. I don't yeah, care what show it is. I'm New Jersey. <laughs> I don't drive, so, you know, maybe I'll find some friends who want to go out there. Yeah. That's a good idea. You can me. You know, you wrestle for a lot of promotions, like we said, you know, and I'm sure there's a, you know, a few promotions that you haven't wrestled for. You know, after this whole thing is over, everything goes back to normal, what are some shows, promotions you want to wrestle for? I've got a few in mind. Um... There are companies that I feel like will definitely test me against some of the best guys in the, in the indies right now. I'd have to say Limitless Wrestling in Maine, uh, Black Label Pro, and I think I definitely want to I definitely want to go back to Beyond because it's a different place now. You know, it's way different than it used to be, and like I consider it just a it's almost a different promotion altogether. It's so much more successful, and they've got some better wrestlers now and. It's just, it's way different now, so I definitely want to give that a shot again. I know I was keeping that set. Hell yeah, I'm waiting for you to get booked at NEW, bro, like, come on. Oh, yeah, I know, that too, that too, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's on my radar. You know, I was there hanging out um, before the pandemic and just talking to the guys, and I was, I was I was hoping when, you know, we would make something happen in the future, but obviously the world was put on pause, so we'll yeah. see when, when things get normal, hopefully I can debut at NEW. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you will, bro. I'm sure Lombardi has a lot a lot of stuff up his sleeve, you know, that he has a big surprises for us, and I, I can't wait to go to, go to another show, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. But anyway, man, uh, this has been a lot of fun talking to you, bro. Yeah, it's a good time. Good time. I'm glad I got to tell my story to some new, some new uh, listeners. Hell yeah, man. Uh, like like I said, man, thank you so much again for coming on today. And, you know, before we sign off, drop some plugs. Where can the nerds find you? I've got everything. All kinds of social media. So just look <laughs> up Leon, S.T. Giovanni, LSG, Ace of Space. Uh, I've got Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm really active on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the two places you're going to find me a lot. I'm working on getting some content out on YouTube. So check out the YouTube channel. 
and keep an eye out. You know, we've got these events coming up. I'm going to definitely be documenting some of these trips, especially the Alaska one. Um, so you don't want to miss that stuff. It's really, really good. Really good content. I'm excited for it. And nerds, definitely go check them out. Uh, good luck, bro, with everything. You know, stay safe out there. You know, wash your hands. And, you know, um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I'll see you sooner rather than later. Yeah, you too, man. Stay safe. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Take it easy. You too. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.